This is Sounds Like Adventure, an actual play podcast all about fun roleplay, short runtimes, and great sound design. I'm your host and DM, Jack Trainer, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and players, Jacob Sirachi and China Wenzel. Hey there! We're back with another episode of Season 2 of Sounds Like Adventure. Hey, it's me, Jack. How you going? So in last week's episode, we got some closure on what Mary Canary actually wants. But where is her daughter? And what is she actually up to? And who is this crazy character that Mary Canary has paired the brothers up with? We'll find out more in today's episode. But hey, don't forget, we're still doing our giveaway on our Instagram page. If you want to play some D&D with us, it's that easy. Just enter the giveaway and you'll have a chance. Head over to soundslike.show to check out all the T's and C's and the information or visit us on Instagram at soundslike underscore show. But hey, with all that in mind, let's get into the next episode of Sounds Like Adventure. So when we pick things up, you guys have just arrived at the contact of Mary Canary. She sent you on a mission to this tavern called The Wizard's Nephew where there's a music festival playing and she believes her daughter, who has gone missing, will be at the tavern. And she also believes her daughter is up to some shady activity. So she sent you off to meet with this crazy character. All you know that he's well-connected and he's a total idiot. You knocked on the door of his house, the door swung off the hinges, he fell down the stairs and now here he is with his head in his hands wondering what has happened. Seok, what are you going to do? Sorry for storming in like this, but you, the door was kind of open. Otis, uh, Otis like leans down, picks the door, like uh, grabs the edge of the door and like sort of just props it up in the uh, frame. <laughs> He's got his he- head in his hands. He goes, far out. I just got that thing back on. <laughs> Who are you guys? We're here because we were told you could help us get into the festival today. And his tone, like, changes immediately when he realises who you are, takes his head out of his hands. He goes, you're Mary Canary's friends. Yeah, come in, come in, come in. I was just getting ready tonight. He's going to be sick. (laughs) And he turns around and starts walking back into the house, (laughs) kicking things out of the way as he he goes. He's kicking stuff out of the way to clear for you. So he's like, so... Madam Canary said you guys are like big fans of Scam Hall, but you've never been to a show before. So I was stoked that she gave me the call. I get to take you to your first show ski. Yes. Honestly, I was super surprised she got in touch because like ever since like the whole incident with like the pineapple and like her head and like me throwing it and it, it hitting but like anyway I, like I thought she didn't like me but I guess we're cool now eh? so that's pretty sick eh? yeah what's your name mate Bobby Elfish Bobby Elfish <laughs> that's a name that's my name yeah sick it's like as he's talking to you he's kind of like bouncing around a little bit like there's music playing Otis just uh like gestures to himself and to Seok and he says, uh, Otis and Seok, uh, the Macumbras. Seok boys, he puts his hand up in like a, like a cool, uh, gesture to like dap you guys up. <laughs> um, Otis like extends his hand very cautiously, like not- Slaps it super hard. <laughs> Whoosh. 
and grabs it. <laughs> Not confident about what he's, what's actually happening and sort of just puts his hand out in a weird gesture to, like, mirror. <laughs> and he lets, it, he lets it go. He goes, you know how it is, bro. And he puts his hand up to Siok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Siok just, like, does the same thing he just did to Otis. Slaps it again. Locks it in. My man. My man. That's what it is. Yeah. When When is the festival? When does it start, bro? Oh, people probably, like, already, like, lining up now. Like, at least you get ready. You guys make it into the main living area and it's just, like, same thing, crap all over the place. <laughs> uh, places you might choose to sit down, have stuff on them, so it's not, not, not a good thing. Otis, like, not having quite enough tact, I feel like he would probably be like, did, uh, did, did, did something happen here, Mr. Elfish? Oh, man. <laughs> stuff happens here all the time, bro. It's <laughs> wild. Yeah, I can tell. Quite. Um, Otis across the mind link to see it could probably be like, brother, this is definitely more your crowd than mine. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> this place, this place. Oh my God. You can see like, Siok acts really cool, but he actually likes order a lot. Like he likes things like really big in order. As you guys are having this like mind conversation, he's just like body rolling behind you guys, just like fiercely, just like <laughs> no music. He's just like getting down to nothing. Uh, so, uh, so Bobby, uh, yay! You need to get like change or something. You going like that? Oh, yeah, I do. He looks at your outfit and he's like, sick. <laughs> he heads off upstairs. Um, can you guys give me quick perception checks, both? Yeah. Uh, Trying to meet a twelve. Uh, that'd be a 16 promoters. Yeah, I've got I've got 14 there. You both notice that the stove is on and there is a pot that seems like it's been boiling for a long time. Yeah, so Otis sees the stove and just says, oh, oh dear, and makes a couple of hand gestures and this, like, glowing black translucent trunk um, for his mage hand just, like, gently turns the stove off and then just, like, slowly dissipates back into shadow. So some time passes and then uh, down comes the Aarakocra. And he's wearing like a very strange outfit. It looks like Seok has taken the right tact here. It's all tassels and neon. It looks like a tactical harness of some kind, but he's got like <laughs> no shirt underneath and it's all just neon green and he's wearing tight neon yellow leggings. And he's like, you boys ready? <laughs> So you guys head outside um, and by the time you head outside, night has fallen and above your head where you'd normally look up and just see the canopy of the trees, you see these green and yellow beams of light flickering in the air and this kind of like circular motions. Uh, but before you can say anything, uh, Bobby Elfish goes, oh, no, again, and he turns around and runs back inside. <laughs> it's like it's like it's all good I just will stand there awkwardly holding the door waiting for him to leave <laughs> so he can put it back in the frame <laughs> so a short while he runs he runs back outside he's all puffed out <sighs> one time I left a box of donuts on the stove I burned the whole bloody house down ski so now every time I've got to check that that stove isn't on yeah we just turned it off 
I, I, I did turn that off, Mister Mister Elfish. Mummy. <laughs> Otis puts his hand out in a mock, like in a better this time uh, version of his his dapping, and <laughs> he looks at you. He's like, "It's not the time for that." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Otis just looks a bit dejected, but understanding. So <laughs> yeah, just taps his shoulder. You'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> It's like uh, you were, you were, you had some donuts on the stove. Yeah, cool. Just left them in there. Nice. The whole box just burned up. Sounds crispy. The house was. Anyway, <laughs> so you guys head off, and on your way, you start to notice a few things. First, you notice that those magical glowing beams of light seem to be getting clearer in the sky, and as you go, you're hearing this sort of rhythmic throbbing sound getting louder. Yeah, Sirk is actually into this. Like, he bobs his head. And then suddenly you guys turn a corner and standing in front of you guys is the wizard's nephew, the source of the throbbing sound and the magical lights in the air. There's this line that, like, stretches down the street. People queuing up to get in the venue. There's, like, throbbing and pulsating sound coming from within the tavern. Lights of magical energy uh, flowing out of the windows and these circular waving patterns. And uh, Bobby turns to you guys and says, All right, boys, let's go ski. Otis goes, Yes, uh, let's get our scam on. Get your scam on. I like that. That's pretty cool. Hey, let's get with it. Uh, so Bobby starts leading you guys toward the bouncer. And as he does, he starts speaking under his breath. He goes, oh, no. They've got Norm on the door. Sorry. Sorry, who? Norm. Is Norm a problem, Mr. Elfish? Look, let's just say we don't necessarily see eye to eye ski. Is that is that because he's taller than you? I never thought of it that way before. Better looking. It definitely it's, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's saying that, uh, you look over and you notice a dragonborn bouncer with blue scales and a long neck, and he's chatting to people and checking tickets. And you can overhear what he's saying. He's like, Alrighty then, let's uh, take a look at those tickets. Uh, yep, there uh, looks to be in order. You ladies have a lovely evening. Otis immediately looks at Bobby, not 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 trusting his judgment, and is like, uh, Mr. Elfish, did you have our you had our tickets with you, didn't you? And as this is going on, the dragonborn notices Bobby and starts walking over. G'day, Bobby! Bobby baby! My baby boy Bobby! <laughs> G'day, mate. What are you doing here, eh? Oh, you're not trying to get in, are you? All right, who are you two? Why are you hanging out with this joker? He's uh, our protege. We'll make sure he doesn't get into any trouble today, tonight, tomorrow, anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Look, well, the name's Dragon Norm, and I'm the bouncer here at the Wizard's Nephew. (laughs) Just a Dragon Norm. (laughs) <laughs> Me and Bobby now, we know each other pretty well. So you boys are here to check out the show, are you? Yeah, that's right. And Silk does like the like weird hand gesture that looked like he knows what he's doing. All right, Bobby, you, you know how it is, all right? Every weekend you come here 
and you try and get in, mate. And I say, look, Bobby, no, you can't come in. You get too excited. You don't know how to calm down. And you say, okay, Norm, I'll be a good little boy. I'll run along home. I won't bother you. And then I do me walk through at 10pm and who's swinging from the bloody chandelier? It's bloody Bobby Elfish. Look, I don't know how you're getting in, mate, but you're not getting past me tonight, all right? Uh, that's why we're here. We're here to... He hired us to make sure he's not going to be a nuisance. Like, you see good Bobby over here? He really enjoys the shows. But he also knows he's being a nuisance to you. And he doesn't like that. That's why the two of us are here to keep him in check. Ain't you them Macumbra boys? Ain't you those guys they've been around, uh, what's it called again? Uh, Department of Lost and Found, right? That, that. That's you boys. Yeah. Elephant, cat, investigators. You helped out me auntie. Her pies were getting stolen and you guys figured out uh, who it was. And who would have thought it would have been the mayor of Ethel Grove? What a twist. You would have thought she had enough pies, eh? Without having to come down and take my aunties from her windowsill. But I guess we'll never understand the ways of the rich folk. But look, I appreciate what you guys did, helping out me auntie. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm one of the community, okay? So look, what Bobby does here is it's, it's quite troubling. It's hard to forgive, but... There is something you guys could do for me, which means we could sort of call this all square. All right, and what would that be, Norm? So he he goes, well, look, so I need some help here. See those guys over there? And he he points over to this group of, like, grumpy-looking people. Uh, They're wearing clothes that are all, like, the same colour, very nondescript, faces covered with masks and hoods, and they're just being, like, pretty antisocial, dancing very aggressively. He goes, look, I can't deal with them because if I just go over there, they're all going to attack me. And it's, it's not going to work out for me. Like, I, 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 can, I can handle myself, but there's a fair few. Uh, two of you, I think you can be able to sort them out. If you can clear them off, I'll let you in. Even you, Bobby, I'll let you in if, if you guys can get rid of those those jokers. You've got yourself a deal, Mr. Mister Norm. But can you throw in one of your mother's pies? <laughs> My auntie's pies, of course. I know you probably you probably deal with a lot of people, uh, so I'm not offended at all with that small mistake. There is a reason that he was stealing them. They were that good. Oh, they were. Weren't <laughs> they? That's a deal. That's uh, lock lock it in, Eddie. <laughs> he puts the hand out for the handshake. Um, not going for it. Not trying to dap you up at all. Awesome. I just will confidently shake his hand. <laughs> And he goes, <laughs> and he pulls you in case. He goes, but look, don't kill him, all right? Um, you know, like, he smacks his fist three times against his palm. He's like, you know, that's all right with me. Like, you know, if you want to just, like, test out the yeah, integrity of the, the bridge of their nose with your elbows, I think that's fine. Like, that's just scientific testing, right? <laughs> uh, uh, so, so, some would call it uh, percussive maintenance. <laughs> I like you. This one's good. He's, he's a good guy. You keep, you keep hanging around guys like this, Bobby. Um, uh, we will we will try and solve this uh, non-violently, I think. Is Bobby still oh. with us? Or has he disappeared? Bobby's just sort of like shrunk into the background. Like he's not... He's being uh. alpha big time right now. Uh. Can, can, can I just... Uh, with his previous insight check on Bobby, see whether he'd be any use in in this. 
you want to see if Bobby Elfish would be uh, any of any use in a fi- in a fight? Yeah, basically. Yeah, sure. Give me just give me an insight roll. I well, that's 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 a whole of a natural one. You think Bobby's got some got some skills here? You can um, you could bring him into the equation. All right, Bobby, you stay with Norm, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes, and then we go in together. Sounds good. Sounds great. It's, I love it. It's a great idea. You, you guys sort that out, and we'll be in there and scam hauling the day away. Yeah, <laughs> gonna, we got to scam haul that hard, mate. We're going to scam haul all night. As, as they walk over, Otis would probably, speaking of Sia, would say, um, brother, as uncouth as Bobby is, I feel like he would be a good person to get on our side. What do you mean? He's like a nut job. You burned down his house cooking donuts, man. I wasn't cooking them. They were just on the on the stove in the box. I bought them from the shop. Otis is more like, yes, but he does seem the sort of nuisance that ends up well connected. You think? Look over at him. He's, he's just body rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So takes a good look at Bobby trying to like see in him what Otis saw him in. I was like, because his first impression was like, this guy is fun, but he's absolutely <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah, why don't you give me an insight check as well then? All right, I'll give you an insight. Here you go. Nice. As this is happening, the crowd has started chanting, go Bobby. <laughs> go Bobby, go Bobby, go Bobby. As he's hitting the body roll like super aggressively. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a that's a twenty-one. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you're like this dude is a total idiot. <laughs> your take on this thing? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, he's probably dangerous, but in a different sense than you think, Otis. As you're heading over, you hear Norm say, "All right, uh, Bobby, that's, uh, that's enough dancing. That's enough uh, body rolling." Let me introduce you to the broom roll. And he hands him a broom and he expects him to start sweeping. <laughs> so you guys like head over to this group of these aggressive looking guys. And as, as you get closer, you notice how young they are. Um, a lot of them seem like they're like 14, 15. Oldest seem like they're like 19, 20 age. And you also notice that they are all kobolds. All these little lizardy, dragony sort of creatures. And uh, they have like a little tiny artifact with them that you guys know. Um, it's called a song stone. Um, and it can play like any sound or song that the owner would like. And this one is just playing some really, really aggressive music. Um, and like, you know, people are walking past and they're like just saying stuff to them like, yeah, yeah, you, you dog, get out of here, you dog, like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just like, you know, super unpleasant, basically. Making everyone uncomfortable. As they see Siok, he will make some thieves can't hand gestures to figure out, like, whether or not these guys, like, are in the under, like, in the criminal network. And what he's, like, signing to him, or, like, communicating is, like, a... 
what what is it like what are you selling like what 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 do you have on offer great um so one of them comes up to you and they're down on sort of like this lowered platform almost um seems like sort of like a town square and they're occupying this space there's these small four small walls around the corner uh they're about sort of like shin height and they're they're sitting on them and just like you know just occupying this space making it so no one else can get over there so you make the thieves can and one of them like aggressively dances over to you he's like hopping on one leg and he's going sideways and he's chugging his arms <laughs> like a train um uh, he says hey bro what's going on you trying to get on <laughs> what you got son what you need uh, the best as you say this the song stone changes to a new song Hey, will you come to the right place, bro? Just, you know, 50 gold, I'll get it for you. I don't think you've, you even know anything that good. Oh, shut up, you dog. Come on, just give some, give some gold. I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give you clowns 50 gold. Well, your stuff's probably worth like two, if even. I, I just, I feel like it's, it wants to have this over and done with. And can I cast, can I cast a min, minor illusion? I feel like of himself, like twice the size, so just towering over, like just behind um, him and his brother, and just say, I think it is time that you boys leave. And I want to roll intimidation. (laughs) All right, uh, go ahead, give me an intimidation. (laughs) Um, That is a eight. He's like, hey, big boy, big boy, you, th- you think you're cool, hey? You, can th- you think you're cool, hey, big boy, using your magic? Magic? Hey, hey, you think, sp- think I believe this? Uh, uh, Otis is just like, well, I mean, there's no backing out now. A few other guys start to come around, and at this point you notice that there is quite a few guys here. There's 12. Oh. <laughs> Six just looks at o- Otis and, like, says in his mind, like, but just blast them. I'll take care of the rest. So as you say that, you hear these footsteps coming um, and you turn around and one of these dudes is, gonna, is trying to dog shot you. Oh. Um, they're running at you extremely fast um, and you are turned around and you turn around and his fist is coming right at your face. I'm going to give you a chance to make like a dex check of some kind here to get out of the way. And this is a kid, so I'm going to give you advantage on this check. What are you going to do and what check are you going to make? Um, so he, I would dodge out of the way, grab his hand and like, you know, like shoulder slamming, like a judo over the shoulder onto the ground. Yeah, give me an acrobatics. I feel like the movie described was acrobatics. Advantage. No, I'm using his own momentum. Uh, that's uh, oh, 22. Cool. Great. So you do that. You catch him at the last moment. You spin him around and you slam him into the ground super hard. He's down prone and, like, his head hits the ground and you just knock this kid straight out. (laughs) And with that, roll for initiative.
See, I told you, season two, it's a banger. We're not making you wait all the way to the finale just to get a little slice of combat. Episode four, Otis and Seok, they got to beat down on these kobolds. But can they hang in? There's quite a lot of them. They're definitely outnumbered. Well, find out in the next episode. And to make sure you don't miss that next episode, all you need to do is head over to the app that you're listening to this on right now, subscribe or follow the show free. And hey, while you're there, if you've got time, please, a five-star review would mean so, so much. And don't forget, our competition is still going. There's only a few weeks left, so make sure you head over to Instagram and get your entry in now. T's and C's apply. Head over to soundslike.show for more information. But hey, with all that in mind, catch you next week for the next episode of Sounds Like Adventure.